Hey, travelers. Thank you for tuning in to Young Black Travelers Blogcast. In this episode, we'll be talking with our founder, Asher, about his recent travels to Colombia as a digital nomad. So stay tuned. And welcome to Young Black Travelers Blogcast. This is your girl, Kassan, backed by popular demand. And I am the lead marketer for Young Black Travelers. And who do we hear in the background? Who did the (laughs) woohoo? It is our founder, Asher. Woo! Yes, yes. It's good to be in the background. Mm, Don't get comfortable now. Don't get comfortable. (laughs) Just for now. You're our guest. And and we're going to talk more about... Maybe I'm just not leading the conversation. It's just, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sometimes sometimes you got to be a guest and sometimes you got to be a host. That's how how the world works. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about in this episode about the digital nomad life in Colombia. Now, before we even dive into that, I just want to know, Asher, how you've been coping with COVID uh, this 2020 into 2021? I know for us all, it's been very hectic. Uh, so how you been coping? <laughs> wow. Well, you you know, COVID has um, just been a major problem for our world. It has mm-hmm. affected many of us in so many different ways. Um, so it also has affected me. I think we've we've talked in podcast um, prior about my experience with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I have um, a, 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 a vlog out on YouTube about my experience. But, you know, I think at this point, I've had so much and enough of COVID. I'm probably one of those people who obviously is is has decided or decided to just get up and go because, um, you know, I, I was just over it. And I think I made a good decision. And I'm not going to suggest that for everyone now. Still be safe. Still make sure that you're wearing your mask. Be social distance. And I'm sure we'll talk about a, we will talk about a lot of that in this podcast. Um, but, um, yeah, COVID has not been kind as Amina said, Mm -mm. but, um, you know, we are all coping. Uh, Thank God. Thank God we're coping because I I don't know what's going to happen to your black travelers, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yes, I'm glad you're okay. And by the way, yes, Asher has a YouTube channel, Asher K. (laughs) Yes, Asher K. So I think, honestly, if you want other content outside of what we provide on Young Black Travelers, you know, the blog, the podcast, the Instagram page, um, I think going over to Asher K, that's A-S-S-H-U-R on Asher K, A-S-S-H-U-R-K mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, you know, I I I I, I vlog. <laughs> yes, he's a vlogger, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Asher is a vlogger. So wow. all these things about him experiencing COVID and how he's been navigating it. If you want to learn more about it outside this podcast, I yeah. highly suggest you check out his YouTube channel. It is amazing. It is yeah. very funny. 
extremely humorous. I didn't know I was Kevin Hart now. At this rate, you you're a tiny bit better, tiny bit. Okay, now 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 you're going a little bit far. I'm not gonna go into that category. But listen, if I could make Kevin Hart money. Yeah, let me be a little bit better and even a whole lot more better. Kevin Hart, if you're listening to this, Asher just made a little, you know, <laughs> offering. Just, 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 just sleep on it. I'm just saying. Listen, I, I'm not, I don't even want to um, offer anything to be on stage with Kevin Hart or anything like that because I am <laughs> not funny. <laughs> uh, well, your YouTube says very differently. <laughs> I could tell you that. But, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but you been, you said you you try to well not try. You actually like left the house and went uh-huh. somewhere. Uh, so talk a little bit about your last trip. You just came back from Ecuador. <laughs> so just yes, I let's not spoil it too much because I know. That's a whole nother story, but a whole lot of podcasts, all right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> trying to make content, but how how is Ecuador as a whole? Ooh, well, you know, I'll sum it up in brief, and we'll talk a lot more about it on the podcast when those come out, when that come out. Yes, but you know, Ecuador is not Colombia. Okay. Um, Colombia is very fun. I think Colombia is very cheap. I think Colombia is just it. Okay. Colombia is, I think, the perfect place for expats. I think it is the perfect place for young Black travelers Mm. who are even seeking to put down businesses in different places. Honestly, I think if you are a barber, if you are a chef, if if you have any business acumen, you could do something, I would suggest you go to Colombia. It is the scene for you. Medellin would be a scene for you. Um, So I'll say that to you. And it's cheap. It's nice. It's good living. Mm. Fun. Enjoyable. Um, Not a far um, way from Brooklyn. Like, I just, I felt, I felt at home, but I felt like I was in another another country while I was in Colombia. Um, and we'll talk a lot about that, but yes. when we get into, you know, those different cities and even the remote work conversation. But um, I would say um, Ecuador, on the other hand, I think surprised me. They, you know, Quito was a very quiet, quiet city, mm. but it's a very beautiful, um, you know, city. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to see. There's a lot of, there's good restaurants there as well. Um, and just a lot of natural wonders in Quito um, or around Quito. Ecuador has a lot of volcanoes. I did not know this. Wow. But I think the mistake I made was spending a lot, well, more, well, about three days or two days in Guayaquil or Guayaquil. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe because Guayaquil was shut down when I went there or went under lockdown, it just wasn't it for me like oh, no. literally everything <laughs> was shut down the boardwalk was shut down and Guayaquil is not a major tourist city like there's a lot to see you know maybe it's a city you go to spend like two or three days um and just have a leisure time there but a lot of things were shut things were shut early and all of that at least in Quito things would were shut but they weren't under lockdown mm. they weren't a curfew um 
but you know what? It's one other country that you you go and you explore and you um you learn something different. I don't think it's a country um I'll go back to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, it's 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 a country, and if I go back, I I'm not I would not go back to Guayaquil. Okay. I would probably go to another um, city in Ecuador. I won't like the Galapagos is something that you know. You know, somebody was saying about Galapagos Island. Yeah, and I wish I should have told you before you went <laughs> that that was a, that would have been an interesting island. But you know, given the time constraints, maybe yeah, you be able to have time to do that. And I, I had looked into it. Um, you know, about a week or two before I left. But I think it's something I should have really considered early on in the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Galapagos is also very expensive. And That's Ecuador, true. I would say as a whole, is expensive. Mm-hmm. Ecuador used the US dollar. And yeah, I, th- I feel it's, a, it's, it's, it's on par with prices you will pay in some major cities, like even New York. So, wow. yeah, it's, it's, it's not Colombia. Well, yeah, because I guess for expats, because this is young black travelers, right? And some of the things that I think a lot of black travelers hold more dear are countries that address their demographic and how they have played a part. So I could see how Colombia, the the black presence there is probably more highlighted and maybe even glorified than other countries. So for for probably somebody else, it would have been more ideal for them to go to Ecuador. But someone yeah. who, you know, a young black child are trying to connect their roots and try to learn of how other countries address their own. Colombia, I do see like yeah, probably I- more adjusted. And we're going to talk more about that after the break. So mm-hmm. stay tuned and we're going to go into our main conversation. Woo! <laughs> back welcome back to young black travelers i hope you didn't stay too long from us you didn't miss us too much right (laughs) all right just making sure guys stay with me so we're gonna just dive stay with me oh my gosh (laughs) i know you can sing but you don't i just had i just had to do it (laughs) (laughs) that was stay with me with by john legend no um Oh, uh, all I need. Who's that? Who's that? Oh, God. Wow. Don't crucify us. Oh, yeah, don't crucify us. Sam Smith. Sam Smith, yes. All yes. right, we saved ourselves. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> okay. Main White conversation. White sweat. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to get into the main conversation. So, back to our title Digital Nomad <laughs> in Colombia. So, what made you decide through this pandemic? I know you you hate being inside, but what made you decide to just take that leap to work remote? Wow, you know, Chrisanne, that's an amazing question. Um, and you know, I would say, obviously, my first response, as 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 you pointed out, was that 
I hated being inside, right? right? But I think the bigger point was I recognized that since I was working from home mm-hmm. and, you know, literally all I needed was my computer and internet, um, I could basically be anywhere. And also, so that was the first realization. Um, also, we had, we knew about um, like digital nomads before um, right. COVID, right? So, and I knew people worked in different countries. I did, I also knew that a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of people who probably would have been in the corporate world or just the regular nine to five world would be afraid of just even venturing outside mm. of, you know, their homes. Um, most people th- were just even getting adjusted to working from home because it wasn't a thing that most people did. Right. But I think because I knew of that culture beforehand, it was something I decided that made sense because, you know, I could see another country, um, another country that is probably even safer than the U.S. because at that time, I also thought that there were many other places that were safer than New York. Mm. I felt that I could, I mean, if I went outside, I could quickly get COVID um, quicker than probably being in Cartagena or mm. Medellin. So those were some of the reasons why I um, I decided to go mm. um, and be outside of this big city and go to another city that would have all those comforts, but could be a little bit safer right. in my head. Yeah. I And that's interesting what you said, because work, working remote is one thing, like just working from home, but to work digital nomads, another step, right? You're going to another city. So yeah. I know there's usually the fear in the background of your mind will probably be complications or just communication. Um, hmm. But and just the fear of just that unknown, right? Like if it's safer out there or not. But I like what you said where, you know, New York was an MP set, set center, sorry, for mm-hmm. the, the virus. Yeah. It was really crazy here. So I could completely understand that every any other city and just staying there work remote would feel a little bit more safe. And why not have a little sun? While you at it. <laughs> Sun, the beach, the ocean waves. Um, yeah, it made a whole lot of sense, which is why, um, you know, I chose the Airbnb I did because I think I said it on my YouTube channel. Asher K. That, <laughs> <Asher> K, <laughs> that um, even if all you did was stay inside, not go anywhere, not do any excursions mm-hmm. or anything. You were you you were safer with a better lifestyle, right? Because if all I did was stay in my Airbnb in Cartagena, I could stay in my Airbnb, go on my balcony and watch the waves, watch the sunset, um, feel the breeze, do all of these things, which is a better lifestyle than I would have had in cold New York at the time. So that's why I thought it made sense. <laughs> I know you picked a perfect time because it was a snowstorm over here and you just posted <laughs> like, 
how's your weather? And I was just salty, like, you know how my weather is. I don't know why you're asking these stupid questions because you you picked like the it's, it's a snowstorm month in New York, February. It's usually a snowstorm. It's usually crazy, two feet high. And he's like, 80 degrees outside with his sunshade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, side I'm note, so side note, you 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 said it. Um, February and January are two snowstormy or snowy months in New York. Yeah. So honestly, I like traveling usually around January outside of New York, simply because I also feel tickets are cheaper right and also um usually what i've seen and i've been out of new york a lot during you know january um i've escaped a lot of snowstorms yes you have so. <laughs> yes you have yeah <laughs> which is by the way if you want to know how to get cheaper flights a little nugget try to travel on those off seasons like february Sometimes it's April, May, usually September. And I love it because mm-hmm. my birthday's in it. So September yeah, baby. September baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anytime to get a cheap flight is always ideal. Yeah. Yes. So okay. So you decided, okay, I'm gonna work somewhere else, not just in my house, but out of the country. I'm gonna go to Colombia. I'm gonna do it. Um, so how did you make those arrangements to how did you successfully put it together like what conversations you have to have uh, the airline <laughs> you pick the money set up because you're in another country so that's money exchange right so how did you make those arrangements yeah um so it all started i think one of the first things i did was i tried to gather friends who I knew were working from home or remotely um, because I knew this would also make the trip cheaper for me, mm. right? Um, because if I'm splitting um, $50, if I'm spending $50 by myself, I'm just spending $50. But if I split that $50 between two or three people, between two people, it's 25 you know, it's cheaper. So. Right. I think that, so that was the first mission to find at least one friend to go on this trip with. Um, after, well, it was about three of us. I asked a few people, but three of us did confirm. One of one at the end fell out. He couldn't find his passport. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so actually a fellow young black traveler uh we're not gonna be wendy williams today don't be wendy williams okay they probably hurt they 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 were in their feelings okay <laughs> no 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 <laughs> uh but um so he couldn't go because he didn't have his passport so then it ended up to be Toya and myself. Okay. And you will hear from Toya later on about this trip. But um, basically after, you know, Toya confirmed, I knew, well, I also started to look at where we were going to stay. I quickly realized, like, I never completely rule out hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my friends think I do. But <laughs> at the end of the day, usually it's Airbnbs that sometimes and usually come up to be a better option. Mm-hmm. But I think particularly in this case, 
Airbnb had to be the option because I knew we also needed a space. If it was going to be three of us, and at the end it came down to be being two, we needed a space that all three of us could comfortably work. Um, we we would have all like I know my 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 day to day. I am on calls generally doing Zoom calls with students, with administration, with just different people. Um, mm-hmm. And so I needed, I know I like, I would be talking a lot, right? So therefore I know I needed that space that I won't be in one room with someone trying to work. So that's what hotels would do. Right. And that's why it wouldn't make sense. We needed a space that if, it had a den or a living room or a balcony or your bedroom with, with, with a desk or just different space that people can retreat to, to do their work. <laughs> and that's why we chose Airbnb and the Airbnb we picked had to um, accommodate that. So that was one of the first things. Um, currency exchange, as you ask, um, honestly, usually um, I think w- Usually, I I don't change the money here, which I think is simply because of poor planning at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's probably better sometimes to change it here. Your bank does it for you, um, and you could get a better rate. Um, I think you would have to usually go about days before and have them. They would prepare the money, and you go and pick it up or something like that. I don't think sometimes they have it right on hand. Right. Uh, but that would have been the ideal option. But, um, you know, Toy and I changed money in Colombia and we, you know, and by day three or so, we kind of figured what a good rate was. Like day one, change it. So never change all your money on day one. That's, that's a good advice. Yeah. Don't do that because you're quickly going to realize that different places do give you different rates. And so you probably want to change it slowly. So we didn't change all of our U.S. We basically change it in increments. Um, so by the end of the trip, I would have changed it at different places or even in Medellin, which was where I ended the trip. So I think those were some of the planning that went into this trip. Okay. So it sounds like you needed your Airbnb to almost be like a work from home experience outside. Kind of like how you have your living room and you have your own bedrooms. So there's Mm -hmm. privacy, but you can still see a little of the beach. So you can just jump in the beach after. So it's like having a little work from home experience, but just elevated. Exactly. That's cool. (laughs) Because that's what it was. We were working from home just in another country. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So so how long did you spend it? Three weeks, right? I think it was three weeks, you told me. Yeah, so I spent three weeks. Latoya spent two. Okay. And how, how, if you don't mind, like how much did you end up spending in total? Wow, that's a good question. And I, I don't think I've actually done a total calculation, but I would say when you calculate Airbnb for three weeks, um excursions, food, and all of that. I would say around Airbnb. I would say around 1,005. That's not bad. Not over not over $2,000. For three weeks. That's 
and you're eating out probably a lot. You're you going out, out every day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for the other how you enjoyed yourself. But yes, you probably ate out every day and probably went exactly. to different places and did different things. So that's really cheap. That's really cheap. And that's why. So maybe in the next podcast, I'm, I'll be ready to do a, a breakdown with Toya about the cost. Right. But I can guarantee you that it wasn't over $2,000. Um, because again, literally, and that's why earlier I talked about Ecuador being expensive. In Ecuador, you're paying on the low end around $60 for an excursion. Wow. And I feel a lot of times in Ecuador, a lot of the excursions were rip-off. Mm. You could literally go to Mital or Mitad del Mundo, which is the middle of the world, mm. on your own by getting an Uber and going to, going to that site on your own. Literally. I saw there, so that if you went there on your own, you're probably paying about $20 even less right. to go there. I've There I saw excursion prices of upwards of $100 wow. for, that, for that trip. And that's what, so in Cartagena and Colombia, honestly, there was none of that. Literally, a lot of the excursions were cheap. The most we paid for an excursion was about, I would say $50. Wow. The, that's the most. And that's cheap. That's on the cheap end. <laughs> exactly. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, I know it was during the pandemic. So, how was your experience traveling into Colombia and out of Colombia? Huh, yeah. So, just make sure you take your COVID tests. Yeah. Um, in the appropriate time. Oh, Lord. So <laughs> there's a backstory there. I can hear appropriate it. Appropriate time. <laughs> um, there is a backstory, literally. And, you know, that's why we do these podcasts. So you're going to learn, right? At that time, I did not know, like Toya and I did not know the difference between a PCR and antigen. <sighs> because... I don't even know. We, <laughs> I don't um, even know what a, yeah. exactly because I think because usually before um the trip, obviously there was a point a period in New York where they were advising you to or it was the law the rule that you were supposed to take a test to go to another state. So I remember up back in November I took a test and I went to CDMD, which is one of the urgent cares here in New Ooh. York City. <laughs> And you know, well, that was that that probably wasn't a place that I would recommend that you go because CDMD, yes, though you the um you get back your results quickly, and though it's really nice, the wait time to get into CDMD mm. then and even now was really lengthy. That's true. So, like, I remember I was online for over two hours, and it was cold, and so I, at that point they didn't. They didn't specify what test it was. You, we all we knew that we was going in to take the COVID test. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if, if it was the antigen or PCR. In my mind, it was the PCR. Um, and because of that, I thought, okay, all I need, and I get back the test in four hours. 
So I was like, oh, I could just do this test the day before my oh, trip Lord. and get my results back because I'm judging from my experience from CDMD. At this point, I also found out that Kings County, which is a local hospital here in Brooklyn, does the PCR test. And honestly, there's, there was no wait. It was literally, I'll give it away my secret, but <laughs> Kings County Hospital, that, that was the place to yeah. go. And literally, um, thanks to the... Um, to the nurse there. Who nurses? She, yeah, yeah she, she was the one who, because she recognized that I was traveling because at that time I was asking and making points that would signify that I was traveling and I needed these results quickly. And then she asked me, are you going to use the test to travel? And then I told her yes. And she then said, well, you can't take, you can't take the test at a place like CBMD because that is the antigen test and airlines don't usually accept that, especially going to other countries. Mm. They accept the antigen test to come back to the U.S., but most countries that you're traveling to from the U.S. would not take the antigen test. You needed a PCR test. And that's when it clicked, the difference between the PCR test, which usually takes about 24 hours for your results Mm -hmm. to come, but the antigen test takes quick it's quicker so that will come in about two to four hours so it was honestly by the grace of god that that result literally come came in the nick of time in the nick of time (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah because you know at that time people didn't talk about um like the depths of what a pcr was and what an antigen is honestly we all thought a covid test is a covid test And and coming back, how were you able to get your your test? Yeah, so in Cartagena, um, you know, if you stay at a hotel, hotels usually arrange it, could arrange it for you or tell you where to go. But obviously, because we're staying at Airbnb, we needed to do this research on our own. Um, also, I remember Toya actually was the one who asked. This time it's in it's so it's not in Cartagena because remember we went to Cartagena then Medellin. So at this time we're traveling back to the US from Medellin. So I remember Toya was mm-hmm. the one who um <laughs> asked our friend Nancy, who is <laughs> the the caretaker of the uh, the house or the lady who checks you in or you're supposed to show your passport to she's not there usually. Like I know she comes like in the mm-hmm. morning. Um so Toya was the one who asked Nancy. Um, where to go, and Nancy told Toy a location. Yeah. But honestly, you you have the internet. Google is your friend. Make sure you have T-Mobile, the best phone company, because you will always have data. Well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> you will always have data. Um, so you could honestly just Google this. Uh, most everywhere have a Wi-Fi, so your Airbnb is going to have Wi-Fi. Um, you just Google where to take COVID tests in your location. And I found a, a a blog post that talked about Las Hotel Las Americas mm. was a good place to take it. And so that's where I went. I don't think it was the same place Toya went, but um, I went to, um, not hotel, hospital Las Americas. Um, so hospitals of the Americas. And they honestly were well set up. Literally, it was a drive-through location. Mm-hmm. So cars were coming through. It was at the hospital. 
but they also had like an entrance area for um, on the outside for people who are walking up to take it. You mm-hmm. pay. It was about $40 okay. um, cash. And um, yeah, you got back your results. Again, remember I said to come into the U.S. or to come back to the U.S., you need the antigen yes. test. So I didn't bother taking the PCR test, which is usually more expensive, right. probably over $100. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I decided to take the antigen test because I didn't need the PCR right. test. And also what I do when I come back, I'm just coming back from Ecuador. I'm supposed to self-quarantine, but usually I go and take another test three days after I return right. home. So yeah, that's what I do as well. And that test is free nice. here. So if you're going to Colombia and you need to come back, Las Americas is the hospital. Las Hospital of the Americas. Yes, hospital yeah. Las Americas is the place that you can go to, to get your tests. And you said Google is your friend. So did you ever needed to use like Google Translate? How did you navigate the language <laughs> barrier? <laughs> I know, hitting so, you hard, hitting you hard, just, just, <laughs> easing it a little slowly with the Google Translate. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and my Spanish is horrible, mm-hmm. I, need, I need a translation. You need a class. Um, <laughs> I need yes. a class, yeah, the yes. whole class. But, um, so, I, you know, I love technology and I wanted to give Apple a try. Mm-hmm. So on my first, so if you watch the YouTube video, when I am, the, my first YouTube videos of my trip to Colombia, you would probably see that I'm struggling with translations mm-hmm. and struggling to even communicate. That's simply because I was using Apple Translate. Mm. I would not recommend Apple okay. Translate. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> horrible. Um. Google Translate is your friend. Google Translate, literally, you could doubt it, it works offline. So, which obviously makes sense, right? Like Apple Translate needed good Wi-Fi, good right. data. More, more than likely, more, um, you know, when you're traveling, you're probably not going to have perfect data, especially if T-Mobile doesn't give you perfect data. You have data, but it's not perfect. So using WhatsApp and all of that, your messages may go through. But when you're trying to surf the, a website or use Google Translate, it may take a little while to load. So the offline feature that Google Translate has is perfect because you could have conversations with a person, put your phone by their mouth, they mm-hmm. speak, you under you get a translation of what they're saying and vice versa. Wow. But Apple wasn't doing this. Oh, God. And so I was struggling in the beginning because I was using Apple Translate. And then I remember it was, you know, Toya talked about, I mean, I knew about Google Translate, Mm -hmm. but, you know, Toya talked about the offline feature. And I think another friend talked about it as well. And that's why I downloaded Google Translate. And honestly, that's how I was able to communicate. Because literally, if you needed to say something simple, you could just, Say it, or you could type it, and Google will translate it quickly. So, you. how many yeah. stars would you give it? Four or five? Three or five? Five, five out of five. You hear it? Five you out heard of it five. Here, ladies and gentlemen, he five will give out it of five. five out of five stars. 
Definitely. <laughs> at, at Apple, I give a two out of oh, five. Ooh, that's failure. It, you know, I love my I love Apple. I'm a fan of Apple, but the translation <laughs> feature on Apple, it's not worth it. You got work. You got, you got <laughs> work another to cartoon. do Apple. You got work to do. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so you done the digital nomad and you experienced it for three weeks. Did you feel at home? Um, did you see yourself more in Colombia? That did you notice a black presence there? Because I know for a young black traveler, wow. that's very important if you're traveling anywhere to feel, huh. you know, feel like you can belong at least, especially if you're going to be a digital nomad. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> I would say Colombia, particularly. Cartagena is the place, well, particularly amongst the cities that I've visited. I'm sure there are other more Afrocentric um, places in Colombia mm-hmm. because if you didn't know, and I didn't know it at the time, and history, well, history tells us, I, I knew this, that South America has a huge Afro, um, Afro population, literally. South America was the one of the major points in the slave trade, yes. you know, the Portuguese, the Spanish, mm. all of that. And I knew when I was in Argentina, I learned about this, about how Ar- Argentina basically got rid of its black population by putting them at the front line of a wow. war, which is what eliminated black people from Argentina. You go to Argentina, yes. you see right. that. <laughs> like literally, I'm not joking. Uh, but you go to other places like Brazil, you see a lot. And th- because you would question, like, how does Brazil have so much and Argentina doesn't? That's the reason why. So it's also not surprising that Colombia also being not on the Pacific side completely, um, you know, would have a huge African diaspora. And Cartagena has it. There's this place close to um, Cartagena called Palenque. Mm. Uh, Palenque, and I learned this there. I didn't know this. Um, And I wish we spoke about this a whole lot more. Um, You know, as a people, as as an Afro-diasporic people, um, talk about Palenque, because Palenque is the first free town in the Americas. Literally. Before Haiti led the revolution, there was Palenque. And so the first free Afro people in this region lived in Palenque, and that was in Colombia. And I was so, like, flabbergasted by that because it was, it's it's powerful. And, you know, you see, if you have, I'm sure you've seen those pictures of people in Colombia, and you see those um, ladies in those dresses that are usually, I think, red, yellow. Yes, and I've been living vicariously through your your stories and everything, yes. so I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so that those dresses are, and those costumes, those colors are particular to Palenque, and they call those ladies Palenquinas, oh. or ladies from Palenque. And so anyone, you you would see it in most, like you type in Palenque, you type in Colombia, you type in Cartagena particularly, 
you're going to see women with those dresses on with a basket of fruits on their head. Um, that's generally the representation of women from Palenque. And these are usually women, um, African women from African diaspora, from the African diaspora. Um, so yes, you're definitely going to see a lot of you in Cartagena. Cartagena is not too far from Palenque. Mm. I was just like, wow, I see me everywhere. I, even though people were mixed, you see, you saw right. you. The food represented you. Even, you know, I'm from the Caribbean. I'm from St. Vincent. St. Vincent. <laughs> yes. And yes, I remember like Toy and I talked about this a whole lot. And the first time we went into our friend Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> You look look at the YouTube video. Asher K. Asher K. By the way, Asher K. We talk about Maddie. Like Maddie was Toya and my girl. Toya said Maddie was her friend, (laughs) but uh, Maddie treated her better because Maddie always gave her meat in her. uh, Oh yeah, how to win the Jamaican's heart? Meat in their soup. (laughs) exactly (laughs) yes maddie so basically in that restaurant i remember when we went there the first day the the bean the stew bean the um it's not the the gongo bean i think is what you guys call it um the green one or pigeon it's like the pigeon bean pigeon peas or something yes yes yeah jamaicans call it gongo i think we call it pigeon peas right and um the way they cooked that peas was very similar and I would say the same way that Vincentians cooked that peas. Hmm. So I was like, wow. And I remember sitting there looking at a lot of the provisions. We call provisions like, you know, potatoes or cassava, things you cook up in food. The provisions that were in the food were some of the same type of provisions we would have in St. Vincent. So I saw myself there because they also say Cartagena is the Caribbean. And so when you go to Colombia, they will talk about like there are different regions of Colombia. There's the Caribbean region, which is Cartagena and a lot of those um, cities by the Mm -hmm. coast. Medellin is not Caribbean at all. So you're going to see a difference in Medellin. Hmm. So yeah, there were just many different ways I saw myself. It, from the black perspective, but I also saw myself from the Caribbean and the food perspective. Wow. Uh, it sounds yeah. like not only represented but celebrated, like just a yeah. part that you know it's not only normal but it's just a pride behind it in the history, which is very yeah, which makes you feel at home. You know, it's one thing to be a <laughs> like a, a spectator or or just have it there like oh there's black culture here or something but it's another thing where it's celebrated so seeped into the culture that you can't explain certain reaches of Colombia without addressing the history behind it so that's beautiful yeah yeah and and, and you know what i i'm i'm not saying all of this to say that colombia probably doesn't have its racial problems right. i'm sure it does but it probably takes a different it's different from, you know, what it is here in right. the U.S. Um, but I do feel that it is celebrated. I do feel that you as a Black person is celebrated in Colombia. And I feel that you as a Black person, particularly in Cartagena, 
is celebrated. I listen <laughs> in Cartagena, they you see again, you're seeing you're seeing black people consistently around you. And what I always saw, especially when the Cartagenans, I don't know if that's I what they call themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but when they saw you, the black Cartagenans, when they saw you, another black person, they they always point and they say, Mikolo, Mikolo. They point to their skin and they say Mikolo, which is basically them trying to say like we look alike. We're kind of like saying my brother, my sister, my brother. That's yes, so nice. Mikolo. Like all of them say. I was like, wow, that was. I loved that. They always they pointed it out. They, like I didn't point it out, but they pointed yeah. it out to you that you look like them, and because you look like them, they wanted to. They respected you. And I remember in one of the videos I also have on Asher mm-hmm. K, my YouTube channel, you would see Toy and I are at um, this, um, we're out celebrating. And this is where we have the video with the Palanquina, the ladies from Palanque dancing. Mm-hmm. And she really gravitated to Toya. Because obviously we were Black people. And she actually allowed us to take the picture for wow. free. Because she was like, they look like me. Micolor, Micolor. <laughs> Micolor. I love it. Micolor as <laughs> <Yeah>. two color. See, see, see. Wow. You're complaining. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. And that's important as if you're being an additional nomad, you want to be in a country that you actually feel at home. Because it's a lot of stress if you're trying to be a digital nomad, but you're in a place that's so that feels hostile or feels like you just don't belong. It takes a lot more work to get settled in. But having somewhere like Colombia where you can easily feel at home and you're celebrated and people are saying mi color to you, it just makes mi color. the experience of just being a digital nomad just extra special, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, this was a very insightful conversation. And we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna close it out. We're gonna take a little break. So don't miss us a little. We're gonna take a little break. Okay. Don't have a hard break, attack. break. And get your coffee. Get your tea. Yeah, get your coffee. Get your <laughs> tea. <back>. And, <laughs> and when we come back, we're just gonna close on out, give our shout outs, and just stay tuned. Thank you for staying with us this long. And we're back. Yes. So if you did not do it already after our amazing conversation, please follow Ash, okay? Please subscribe. (laughs) Well, lead marketer, right? I got to market my channel. So Ash, okay, all these things where he's referring to YouTube this, YouTube that, Twitter, and our YouTube as that. And if you're curious and you're like, who are these people? I wish I could know more. Just save yourself the headache and just subscribe to Asher K. And there's just like five or six videos about all of Colombia. So if you want to... And more coming. And more and more coming. Okay. (laughs) And more coming. So just follow Asher K. Um, But also, I want to give a quick shout out to someone who's been so engaged in our page, showing us all the love. 
uh, her mm. handle is called Des Alamota. That's D E Z underscore A underscore L A underscore Mocha underscore. Woo! I got it. <laughs> but she is a Panamanian or a Panamania. Panama. 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 I will see you soon. <laughs> so Panama, Panamania or Panama, Panamania, as she call it. Mm-hmm. So she is an Afro-Latina. She's also a business owner. And she's truly an advocate for Afro-Latina travel. And her handle mm. is so beautiful. It's very natural. She's all about natural air. She's just all about mm. her heritage. And that's what we're all about. The Afro-Latinos. We love you guys. Mm. So go. We are yeah, one. We are absolutely one. So follow her handle. I'll say it again. Because it's very long. So it's DZ underscore A underscore LA law underscore mocha underscore. So go follow her <laughs> and shout out to you, girl. You're doing your thing. Shout out to you. So, Mr. Asher Cunningham. That's me. You. So, so, what's one? I know you gave advice already. But what's one advice for somebody who wants to be a digital nomad during the pandemic and just nervous or just don't know how to set up or don't know if they're even going to feel comfortable? What's one advice you would give to them to to encourage them to to do it? Wow. Wow. And I keep referencing YouTube. I keep referencing Asher K., because some of these I mentioned in brief, um, I remember talking about on the YouTube channel that when the idea came up um, and I spoke to Toya, Toya um, initially talked about wanting to do it, but being fearful of doing it. I wanted to do it as well, but I was very fearful Um to do it because you don't know right. <laughs> like in your head at that if you've never done it you're thinking of all the unknowns you're thinking about what if you don't have good internet what if some what if you get robbed i think the biggest thing is what if you don't have the good internet you're unable to do right. your job well, what happens then right like all of that let me let, let, let me help you a little <laughs> in these other countries Honestly, the internet is probably sometimes better than you're getting here in the U.S., Ooh, to be quite frank. Even New York? Um, oh Yeah, I, I had pretty fast internet. Um, I did not worry about data. I did not worry about any of that when I was there. The internet worked perfect. Um, but of course, do your research, right? Like when if you're going to choose an Airbnb, if you're going to choose a hotel, um, and I'm talking about Colombia particularly um, because the internet could differ depending on where you go. Um, but do your research. I know in um, some of the Airbnb descriptions, the speed of the internet was mentioned. Mm-hmm. And this was probably a smart move on their end because they probably knew a lot of people were probably remote working and would be remote working in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, so the internet speed was mentioned and if it wasn't mentioned I asked 
the um, host what was the speed so I could have a reference. Um, but basically, I would also say you do that, but also choose, go with people, right? Okay. I won't necessarily say go by yourself unless you really want a solo um, traveler's experience. Unless you, your why is you want to get away from people. You want to put your mind at ease. Maybe like, maybe you're antsy and you're saying, I want a time to reflect while I'm working. Mm -hmm. Then maybe that's why I would suggest going um, alone. But I would suggest going with people if you are a bit nervous. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, friends would help you probably stay calm you would encourage them they would encourage you as well um and honestly other places well i would say colombia mm -hmm. and i would I, I would advocate for colombia at this point colombia i think is pretty safe colombia and cartagena is probably an, an ideal place for digital nomad mm -hmm. in because I think the comforts of home, the comforts of wherever your home is, New York, London, South Africa, um, Brazil, wherever you are, I think the comforts of home resides in Colombia, Cartagena, Medellin, Bogota, Cali, wherever you decide to um, choose in Colombia. But I would definitely suggest that you choose Cartagena, and Medellin. Mm. So basically, yeah. do your research. Bring friends uh -huh. if you're nervous. But if you want to be by uh -huh. yourself, you must have a why. And it's probably because you just want to reflect. And Viva Colombia. Viva Colombia. Yes. And just yeah. one <laughs> last question. One last question. Where do you hope to travel next? Because you're probably having a travel bug right now. And everyone's having a bug. <laughs> And we're all just having these bugs and everyone's traveling right now since the pandemic is kind of dying down with the vaccine. So where are you planning to travel next? <laughs> um, you know, I have a few trips mm. that could happen over the summer or a, a trip that could happen over the summer. I'm, I'm, I'm gauging to see how that is going to go. But I've already been talking to some people about... Um, uh, 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 Memorial Day getaway, you know, here yes. in the U.S. Memorial Day weekend, we we try to and again, advice of ours is to 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 make use of the long weekends. Yes. Um, and so I am thinking of Nola. Nola, Ooh, are you, you copying me? Because <laughs> that's where I went. <laughs> I went to Nola during Memorial Week. Uh, we, I, I, okay, yeah. After the after the podcast, we'll talk. But yes, Noah is very nice. You you'll enjoy yourself. Yes, that and it is a place that I suggest you do with friends. You can do it by yourself, but you're going with friends, so have fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always do. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, I always try. Um, Ecuador tried to step it on that, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about a lot. Afterwards, after hours, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that on another podcast. Yes. But um, yeah, but yes, yes. Yeah, so thank you if you've been listening this far. 
well, this is the end, so thank you. <laughs> and I, we're just glad to have you. And just keep safe, guys. You know, COVID is dying down, but it's not over. So, you know, while you're still quarantining or slowly going back to society, uh, just make sure to stay, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, check on your mental health, check on other people. You know, talk to them. You don't know what's on their mind. It could be the same thing on your mind going to digital nomad. They may be thinking about it. So just still have conversations. And remember to our listeners or those who are new, just keep supporting our podcast. Your yep. support does wonders for us. It keeps us going, keeps us moving and grooving. And we love you guys <laughs> so much. Viva Colombia. Viva, viva young, young Black Travelers. How about that? Viva Young Black yeah. Travelers. Travel Black. <laughs> Travel Black. <laughs> All right. Wow. Take, take care, guys. Until next time. Ciao. Ciao.